No, what you if know, you're a VTuber? No. I'm, I'm good. I'm good okay. if we leave the VTubers on the cutting room floor forever because that was frightening. <laughs> Katie had me Google a thing, and it's you know what, we're good. So uh, the real cold open is uh, so uh, you know Michael and I had a little date night, had some family visit us to babysit the kiddo, so we uh, we took the chance to visit a store that had opened up near us, and uh, Michael really wanted to go. And um, I, I guess the uh, the long story short is uh, during the pandemic, somehow Michael found a Warhammer 40K. Mm, and okay. That's a heck of a hobby. He got, yeah. And like he thinks the game looks boring as hell, but he loves little crafty stuff. So he just fell in love with the idea of painting miniatures. And <laughs> so like a store opened up by us that like had a bunch of like crap. 40k crap and uh, we went inside and the guy was like super friendly and he <laughs> walks over to us and he's like oh what you in here for you know michael does his you know thing like oh i just you know was looking at it i thought it was kind of I just kind of wanted to look at the bottles and uh then he goes oh do you do you want to paint a model for free we're like what yeah we're having a promotion to, to do whatever so here we are for our date for an hour michael and i just sat down at this random store <laughs> and like cutesy pootsy had a had a friendly competition to paint these little models oh, fun. of 40k and it was the just nerdy fucking day we've ever had we were having a good time that's great uh so yeah now i have this little i don't even know what it's called it's like this little uh, God, I know shit about 40k. It's like I I got like a fantasy one, and Michael got like a space marine thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had that's on my desk now, and Michael got himself a little figure set to pay to paint, and he's been doing that and having a good time. So yeah, uh, long story short, uh, we went to one of the, the the nerdy version of those painting pottery places <laughs> and had a 40k painting date. I love it. I know nothing yeah, about 40k so. either, but I've known one or two of my friends have gotten into that painting the miniatures and everything, and it looks like such a extensive hobby. Like I can't wrap my head around it personally, but people who get into it get crazy into it, and so I just imagine there's something there that's a ton of fun. Yeah, I like Michael's been telling me things, and like he's gotten kind of into the lore a little bit. He really likes the um, say so and. 40ks this is gonna make sense for but the adeptus mechanicus guys michael said it was like if the jawas went to mars and worshiped toasters <laughs> which i'm like what the fuck is this game <laughs> kind of lore is this <laughs> i don't know and then he says like oh yeah and the elves are okay so michael hates elves i don't know why but um michael michael said that the elves are demons that like uh it's basically pinhead like that whole like sex sexual demon worship that's torture and i'm like michael what the fuck segue into today's game? episode where we're talking about soulless romance no i'm kidding yeah <laughs> are we talking about <laughs> yeah i don't know how you're gonna segue this no no uh... so michael's in a 40k now are you are you concerned or are you like it sounds like you're pretty supportive well, i i am supportive because i probably haven't uh seen what the price tag is like i was looking at the price of some of those miniatures because uh, there was this one I know Michael kind of liked, so I picked it up and was like, "Oh, maybe we'll get this too." And it was like, uh, it, for for I guess reference, like the, the the packaging was smaller than my phone, and I don't really have a big phone either. I'm like, "Oh, how much is it? Thirty five dollars? Holy fuck!" Ah, yeah. 
they like they're a couple hundred dollars some of these these bigger ones. And I'm like, oh boy, well we haven't spent that much money yet, but in the future maybe I'll I'll cry. We'll see how this goes. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess I'm supportive until I see the price tag. <laughs> Could be worse. You could be buying Star Citizen spaceships, right? I mean, if there's worse things. That out there. is true. That is true. Now that's what you're doing. How's your girlfriend handling? You Look, you know, I am. I have. I'm at a point with Star Citizen, right? Where I, first of all, I fucking love the game. I always come back to it. Mm-hmm. I play it a ton. The amount that I've spent on it is about what I would spend on a normal game plus some DLC, right? And so, okay, that's very. You can earn all the ships in game. You don't have to pay any money to get a ship. But you have to grind for it. You have to earn the money in game, and and then and, you know. And if they ever need to do like an economy reset or whatever, in-game purchases are probably going to get wiped. Versus pledge stuff that you paid real money for. Obviously, you know they're not going to take that away. So you know whatever. It's like you don't have to spend any real money on ships. And I'm kind of proud of the fact that I haven't spent lots of money on the ships. But every now and then, if things are going well, and it you know. I have the money to spend and I'm going to spend it on something else that's that I don't need. I'm just like, I could buy a fancy ship, you know? <laughs> and I'm just like, it's really not a matter of like, oh, I can't get it. It's more just a matter of like, on principle, do I want to? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that being said, um, Star Citizen is an open development. They have an alpha out <laughs> uh, and that's a way to release games. But um, should people release games like that? I thought it was just going to end there. Should people release games? Should people release games? <laughs> Ever? Ever? No, we should just go. Is it morally just? Go back to reading books, I say. <laughs> um, now, I don't know how that does as far as segues, but I guess kind of what we were going to talk about today was the topic of transparency. Not with Star Citizen per se, but more... What is that topic like for Bioware, right? Bioware tends to have, mm-hmm. I guess, a traditional, if you want to say that, uh, description of releasing games where you don't hear about it except in very small bits and pieces until maybe three months before the game's coming out, maybe a month before the game comes out, and then all of a sudden it's the PR push, right? Get all the info mm-hmm. out there, make people hype for the game, do the behind the scenes, the big chunks of gameplay, Versus something like what maybe Larian has been doing with their last couple of releases where they actually release a beta, let people play like the first act of the game and sort of develop kind of out in the open. Maybe not quite as much as what what Cloud Imperium Games does with Star Citizen, but there's there's a spectrum there between like traditional release somewhat open, fully open. I think the way Bethesda released Fallout 4 and the way I assume they're going to release Starfield is pretty interesting where you hear almost nothing and then six months out, it's like, here's a long gameplay demo. This thing is coming out in the fall kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then also, like, let's let's uh, let's talk about the history of, like, what Bioware's done because uh, I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, I guess like I've I've heard some people where this is actually surprising to them, but um the first time I played a Dragon Age game was 2015. Uh, it was actually like literally January 1st. <laughs> That's a whole story. Uh 2015. Um and I popped open Origins and I've been hooked ever since. So I did I was there for the Jaws of Heck on Descent and Trespasser DLC releases. Um, but DLC releases isn't quite the same thing as a game. Um, I have read about them and kind of saw what happened a little bit, but I'm not like too 
you know, I'm not too knowledgeable about it. And Jordan, you 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 were there. You you played them at release, didn't you? Most of these games. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been here for all of the certainly all of the modern era, I guess you could say, Mass Effect and Dragon Age, but you know, like the older games, mm. Kotor and all that stuff. I mean, I was I was looking forward to them, but it wasn't like, oh, I'm super hyped for the release date or anything. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I think I got Kotor for Christmas or something, you know. So what 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 did they do? Was it was it kind of what they did now where there's like maybe a trailer a year out and then like six months to release things get hyping up and like month of release they just don't shut up about it. Is that kind of what we're they they've been doing this entire time or I, has it changed over the years? I I think that that's generally the case. I don't remember as much for Dragon Age Origins, but I remember Mass Effect probably the first demo that we saw might have been in 2006. I would say so I would say there was at least um at least 18 months out from the release of the game, we had already seen a demo, which I think maybe that was necessary because it was Unreal Engine. And at that point, a dialogue wheel was like, you know, now that's a common thing, but they were sort of showcasing, you know, dialogue interruptions and things like that. And so I, if I, if I recall correctly, I want to say they were out a little bit more ahead with Mass Effect to showcase the technology, to showcase the fact that it's a new IP, to kind of give people a sense of what it was. And in that in that respect, I feel like they may have done a little bit more uh than what they than what they do now, like say what they did for Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um and I don't know if it's you know I don't know if it's always automatically a good thing to just say more transparency is better. I think that if you give if you give gamers a choice, like would you like these studios to be more quote unquote transparent? That's a nice sounding word. People think yes, I want to know more about the, the process of development or the, or the game being worked on. But I don't know if it's always an automatic win, right? Like I don't yeah. I don't know if it's always actually going to make anything better than just saying, you know what, we're not telling you anything. You know when it come when it why torture yourself basically, right? You can't play the game. It's not done. Done. When it's ready, it'll be ready. We'll sort of inundate you with information when we know we're locked into our release cycle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I do know that Inquisition had a oh you know I do I do not remember when it came out. Um, give me like two seconds. Wait, Inquisition. Yeah. November twenty fourteen. Pre-game 2014. demo. Well, no, the pre-game demo that they did for it. Oh, that's right. They did do one. It's like October. It was very close to it, wasn't it? Yeah, I was June. Okay, GameSpot uploaded their. Oh, hold on, is this the actual demo I'm thinking of? Uh, no, this is. Well, this isn't the one I'm thinking of. It is a pre-game demo. Okay, there was a pre-game pre-game demo that GameSpot uploaded on June 11th, 2014. There was another one though that's like the one everyone talks about because it was the one that like when you look at it, it looks nothing like what we got. Um. Oh, there's a Kotaku. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. I found it. It's uh, it happened in 2013, November 2013, so a year before it came out. Uh, there was like a demo for uh, Dragon Age that came out, and they were like on stage, and that that's the one where um. They went to like Crestwood and uh, oh, there's that it, side like, quest. Crestwood. It's not actually in the end game, right? 
yeah, yeah. And like, um, if you actually go to Mark Dara's YouTube channel, Old Game Dev Advice, he he reacts to that and talks about how like these were real ideas we had, but this was all smoke and mirrors. Like none of this was like that playable. <laughs> right, right, right. So like, um, kind of talking about where it was, uh, but so that was a year before the game released. Um. So yeah. Which I, I guess also talking about Dragon Age Two, how on earth would have that even done and out? Like, how would have that even worked? Because that that game was started and released in a year. Like, if that had an alpha, that would have been like probably what like six months in development or something. Like, yeah, that's a great maybe point. Maybe it's still in alpha. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like Gmail. It stays in beta for ten years. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great point. I mean, if you look at a game like Dragon Age Two and the amount of time they had to complete that, there's no way to even everything about dragon age 2 to me would just seem non-standard basically yes so yeah i'm not even quite sure how they would have done it if it, uh, really of all the games that could have done like a larian style release i feel like origins would have been the best to do that i don't i don't know why yeah no i mean i think I'm, and in a lot of ways i think you're probably right and yeah that mass effect demo that i was talking about that was released uh mm-hmm. it was e3 2006 and then they also did I can't remember if it was a separate one or a slightly polished version of that one again at X06, which is the Microsoft mm-hmm. conference um, that used to take place. And so, yeah, it was it was at least about like a year to 18 months ahead of what the actual release date was. And I remember that demo mm-hmm. like it it kind of blew people away at the time because it, it showed, you know, dialogue interruption. It showed the dialogue wheel. Um it kind of had like that proto version of Shepard, I think, before they had uh, the Vanderloo face model. So it's kind of like a different looking Shepard. And it's mm-hmm. nothing really like what we ended up getting. But I think what it did was it was a proof of concept. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think Mass Effect needed that as a as a new IP. And maybe to a certain extent, Inquisition needed it. I don't think it needed it as much because people would have had an idea of what of what you know it's dragon age right but because it's a new engine and sort of quote-unquote next gen compared to origins and two maybe they you know maybe they felt they needed that or maybe just ea felt they needed it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i do wonder if like because mark dara i think in one of his videos i'm not like don't quote me as this big, uh, like, 100% correct quote, but it was something, like, they kind of regretted doing that demo because people were constantly comparing the game to that demo when, like, that never really was the game. Like, that was an idea they had, but then they scrapped it for other reasons. So, like, but, like, it, there was never a working version of the demo they had, but then people were saying, like, oh, too bad, the game... Anyway, but, like, I I do wonder if, like, I God, I feel like a lot of knowledge about game dev would be helpful now if like that's even something that could happen. Because at least um, thinking of Larian, um, I, the only re- current Larian release I played was Divinity uh, Sins Two, whatever. And um, what and en- like what was like the original beta that people played, and then what it is now is very very different. But particularly in the the last act, I think is like almost entirely different. Oh hell yeah. Um, so. Like, I I feel like Dragon Age is too big, and Mass Effect is too big to do that because there's people like me, uh, that are so sticklers for a very consistent lore, I guess, an experience that like having that much difference in a gameplay would like 
make people go crazy. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I feel like it's AAA games can't do what Larian does. Um, and, and like games like Minecraft or, well, I feel like games like Minecraft, like the, the, it's, something's different about that, but like a, an RPG, I, I don't think a Dragon Age could ever pull that because people want this one story. And if for some reason you change the ending of that story for Dragon Age fans, they're not going to like that because if they liked the original better, then it's going to cause a whole hullabaloo, you know? I well, I definitely agree with that. But then, so like, but I mean, Larian is—they're obviously an RPG developer. Maybe they're just an exception. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they can just get away with it for some reason because people expect their fan base expects it from them. I I think I think yeah I think people expect it. Like they were doing something really weird with Divinity, and so people were just like, okay, we'll just let this happen. And now that like right. they they set a precedent, they can walk down that path. And I feel like any other established studio is going to have a really hard time doing anything like that. Well, crowdfunded with um, Divinity also. That's true. Yeah. And like with that openness. Yeah. Yeah. That crowdfunded in that openness, like maybe it's set up that paved the way. So like if for some reason there was a crowdfunded Dragon Age game, I guess you could do that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I really don't think. I think any, especially a AAA developer that tries to pull that shit is gonna gonna get stoned. I don't think it's gonna work. Um, so I, 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 as much as I would find it really fascinating to see the behind the scenes of like a Dragon Age game being built, I don't think it's gonna work because I think we saw that happen with Anthem. Anthem was very much in a beta and an alpha when we saw it, and people were crucifying it. And people sure. were throwing stones at <laughs> yeah. it. Um, and like, and like, Alf, uh, it had its problems, but like, Anthem could have been fixed. Anthem was no worse than, uh, God, No Man's Sky and see what No Man's Sky is doing now. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I think you mentioned something earlier where it would be helpful to know, you know, more about what the process is like from inside a developer's mm-hmm. perspective. Um, and I think that's important to bring up because we could speculate a lot about what the pe- publisher likes and, and why they do vertical slice demos, right? I think at this point, most gamers are familiar with the term vertical slice. Um, it seems like, again, I, I don't know because I don't do this work, but it seems like based on what developers have said that publishers like a vertical slice, like even internally, it's very helpful to them. Mm-hmm. And so that mm-hmm. that maybe has been moved into a space of you know, what we've traditionally seen at E3, which are, I think, vertical slice demos. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we don't, we don't, we can't, we can only speculate so much about what's effective, what works, you know, what helps from the business standpoint. I guess the real question is, do we like it, right? As the people who are the consumers, as the gamers, as the fans of it, do you like seeing something like that? That, that's, that seems to be representative of what we can expect, at least the ideas of it. But then the final game's going to be different, right? The Witcher 3 is the same thing. People keep, ref- to this day, people reference the E3, Witcher 3, the first gameplay demo that they showed. Um, you know, Cyberpunk, even more famously, uh, is referenced now. Do we like it? And, and, and if the choices are, obviously everyone's going to say, well, they should be able to show exactly what the game's going to be like you know, a year in the future. Well, that's not possible, so... Yeah. Between not getting a gameplay demo and getting a gameplay demo that we are going to have to accept is going to look different from the final product, what would you prefer? I 
see, I actually don't mind because like this sort of also happened with the Anthem demo. There was an Anthem demo that appeared at E3. And then like for some reason when it was released, people were really upset that you couldn't get the specific gun that was in the demo. Like who the fuck cares? <laughs> like sure. guys, come on. All right, yeah. So I I don't personally care. Like as long as you give me like the gist and the gist is around the same area of where the game actually is, I'm going to be happy. But then you get people that like call false advertising and say whatever and like i i think in if this was like the 90s and there wasn't like as much of an amount of media as people make over games then yeah having one demo that airs on tv and it's very very different than the game you actually buy that's not very like i I can see people being really upset about that these days if you air a demo on YouTube or stream it, like, and it's six months before release, and then when it releases, like, you have, like, actual gameplay footage. You have people on Twitch going, I just bought the game and it released an hour ago. Let's go! And, like, you can mm-hmm. see the gameplay. Like, I I think, like, that's almost on, on the buyer. Like, like... <laughs> Uh, unless it's an IP that's tried and true, like I, I will buy an Animal Crossing game as long as it doesn't have Amiibo Parade on it, like without even looking at what it is, is I'm gonna like it. Same thing with Dragon Age. Yeah. But like other than that, like I'm gonna see, like okay, this, this, this game. What is it about? Let me, let me look at it. Like I, I'm gonna do some research. So I feel like anyone that like sees a demo and then blindly buys it from an IP they don't know anything about, I feel like that's kind of on you, buddy. That I I so I I guess people get really upset over it, and I feel like maybe that's something game developers think of. But I think like from the perspective of the fans, I guess, or the players, I find it really weird when people get really upset when game demos aren't the same as the release game. You know? Yeah, I do. I think in some sense, I think that you're really correct, right? Like you said something before about like if you did a trailer or a commercial on TV. I mean, part of that is also just the fact that, well, I guess it's a couple of things. Like, that meant a lot at some point. Like, a television ad meant a lot. If you had a Halo 2 ad, whatever, like during the Super Bowl or Monday Night Football or something like that, Mm -hmm. that was a big deal, right? Like, to see that air in prime time, you know, it was a point where graphics are starting to get more realistic. So someone who's not, you know, really big into games sees that and just goes, Oh, that looks like an action movie. That's cool. I would, I'll buy an Xbox to Mm -hmm. play that or whatever. That meant a lot. But also I think a lot of this, um, nitpicking of the trailer is just due to the fact that they can, people can compare it now. Like you really Mm -hmm. think about it. It's like, if you aired a trailer on TV in the nineties or the early two thousands, how the fuck are people going to compare that to the actual game later on? Right. I mean, like, I guess they would have been able to probably look up the same thing online but if you go back far enough, it's like, how are you going to compare that trailer that aired on television to what the final thing is? It's actually kind of, it's mm-hmm. a little bit more cumbersome versus now. The day that game comes out, someone's going to have a frame-by-frame analysis of the final product versus the trailer. And every single pixel that's out of place, they're going to be able to tear it apart. And and there's yeah. views in it, right? For If you're a content yeah. creator, there's views in it. You're generating ad revenue, all this other stuff. Um, those Kroby Cat comparisons are killer. <laughs> Yeah, it it but like there is some fun in just ripping something to shreds. Like I I get like you have a bad day and you just want to see something fail. Um, that, like what what's that stupid quote from Fight Club? Like I just want to destroy something beautiful or something. <laughs> is that the quote? I don't know. It's it's 
yeah, it's it's like before he beats up Jared Leto or some shit like that. I don't know. All right, uh, all right. That that movie ended, uh, not ended, but uh, is dated. Weird thinking about what Jared Leto became. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but like I get everyone has bad days, but like it's almost become yeah. It's 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 like a not a fad. It's like a an industry now on YouTube of people like with the face palm icons yeah. going like. You would never believe they fucking had the audacity to say a gun was Jabba's breath. I don't know what it was in the right, the yeah, <laughs> and it never was actually available. Like, who the fuck cared about the gun? Right. Like, literally, who? Why? Tell me why that specific gun just got you off so hard that you were so angry <laughs> about it. People with a hard on for this guy. So let me let me say this. Um, I guess it's devil's advocate. I guess to maybe try and de- defend, yeah. the, not defend, but understand where those people are coming from. I think that there's a distinction, and maybe not everybody's on the same page here between the publisher mm-hmm. and some gamers. Like a trailer for a movie. Actually, you know what? Not even necessarily a trailer for a movie. Let's just let's just keep it in games. At one point, you could say if we release this gameplay demo or if we release this trailer for this game. The point of this is not to depict exactly what you're going to get. The point of it is to show you uh, this is a game about space marines and this is the character you're going to play as and he's got cool weapons and cool armor and if that armor and weapons are not exactly the same, it's okay. It's still going to be cool. It's going to be in space. You're playing this game about this space marine. It's just to give you the concept of it, right? And that's fine Uh as an entertainment product is concerned. But I guess maybe people are nitpicking it because they feel it's like a it's a software issue, right? Like you showed me a piece of software that's going to have this feature. You're going to click on this and this is going to happen. And the final version doesn't have that. So it's not like movies where you can just use this to show me the tone and the feel of it. If you show a gameplay demo, it must be bit for bit, you know, at least as far as like features and functionality are concerned, it should have that. I guess the iffy part of it is where people think that access to certain particular items, like one gun, like loot is a feature. So it gets that specific down to the point where if this gun's not available, people are upset. Me personally, yeah. I could never imagine feeling that way. But I guess mm. that's I guess that's what people are getting at. G- you know, Geralt's hair has to the cloak that, that was <laughs> never in in The Witcher 3 because the, the cloak physics or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I could, I could see something like what what No Man's Sky got in trouble for was things like um there were just straight up features that they were saying was there was not actually there like multiplayer right um now that legitimately is not okay because they're like they're lying saying like okay this is legitimately a feature we have multiplayer does exist when in reality no multiplayer did not exist right um that is completely different. Now, if if they say like, oh, this is something we're aiming for, and then at release they're like, oh, sorry, we couldn't do that. Here's the game anyway. Then I think people, like, th- then I think people need to back off. They're like, okay, things just didn't work out. I understand. Maybe you're not interested in it anymore. That's fine. Maybe if you the multiplayer wasn't there, you're like, oh, I'm fucking out then. Like that's fine. God bless you. Move on. But like, it's it's the people that like. When the feature's still there and, like, a specific thing is gone. You know, that, I think that's what bothers me. And I feel like if Dragon Age, like, were Dragon Age 4 were to come out in, like, a beta and, 
or maybe not a beta, but like they had some sort of showcase. They're like, oh, here's all this stuff we're thinking of. It's going to be really, really cool. And then like they don't do all of that. And then people are going to be like, whatever happened to the thing? Like people aren't going to listen to the answer of, well, it didn't work for these reasons. Yeah. Because like e- even now, like sometimes a, a story about like a what could have been for Dragon Age Inquisition would come out and people are like, oh, why didn't it happen? Sure. That would have been so cool. When like the devs were like, no, guys, you don't understand. We tried it and it sucked ass. Like we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the uh, the architect was supposed to be one of the big beds in uh, Here Lies the Abyss, which everyone was like, oh, yeah, the architect, I wish he'd come back. And then everyone in the Dragon Age team was like, actually, it, was, it didn't work. It, it kind of sucked, guys. You didn't want that. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> yeah. No, sometimes stuff doesn't work, right? I mean, Mass Effect was going to have all kinds of different stuff um, mm-hmm. as far as planet exploration and like light survival elements. And it was going to be way more procedural and all these other things. And, you know, mm-hmm. that was a concept they had. They, they, consented it out and they you know couldn't get it to work the way they wanted it to you mean andromeda or mass effect in general mass effect one and andromeda uh, the, the idea to bring it back in andromeda came from those initial ideas that got scrapped for mass effect one which is really really kind of disheartening because i kind of feel like that puts a cap on them ever trying it again does that make sense like they couldn't get that yeah. procedural the procedurally generated planets to work right and the big push in Andromeda was like, we're going to fulfill the original vision. We're going to try it again. And it seemed like it went even worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's hard. Yeah. Like, that shit is hard. <laughs> There's a reason why Star yeah. Citizen's been in development for almost 10 years. Because that stuff is yeah. hard. Yeah. And, like, uh, which, I, on Andromeda, like, the original teaser trailer for Andromeda doesn't make any goddamn sense compared to what we actually got. But if you think about their original vision of a procedurally generated, um, uh, you know, worlds that you explore, yeah. suddenly it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, that would be the trailer for that game that doesn't exist. <laughs> so, like, I, I... I don't know. I can see I can see people mourning what could have been, but it's like the legitimate anger. I'm really mostly talking about Anthem because like the the amount of shit people were giving that game for just the stupidest things was just I I, I feel like the word disgusting has been overused, but it was kind of that because it was just people were getting so whiny about it. It's like, yeah. guys, calm down. What is wrong with you all? <laughs> like Anthem had its problems. We we've been over that, but like missing a gun and then like it, it, certain features yeah i don't know so yeah i okay overall i don't think B- bioware could do what larian does um and i and i also feel like stuff like minecraft and star citizen where it's it's like a um what would you even call that? A game where it doesn't really have a story. It's more about your experience. That's exactly. Maybe it. Star Citizen has whatever, but like um emergent gameplay, that that's kind of right. thing. Like they they can get away with that shit because that's kind of what the game is already. It's basically you 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 have a proto version of the game and they just keep updating it. You know, um, Minecraft will probably live forever because of that until they add too many features. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I I don't think. I, I think Bioware is kind of stuck with six months out. All right, here's the game. You know, here, here's all of our promotion for. Woo! Look mm-hmm. at us. We have a Dragon Age Four coming out. <laughs> look how cool this is. And then uh, that that's it. 
I think they're stuck with that. I think you hit the nail on the head when describing sort of the Anthem fan base reaction and then also what type of game it is, right? So Star Citizen is like an immersive sim, sandbox game, whatever you want to call it, where exactly like you described, the draw is here's all of this feature set that you have. Here's a giant open world, solar system, multiple planets, moons, space stations, whatever. Go mess around and see what you can do with that feature set. You know, you can fly a ship, you can get on FPS missions, you can do ground vehicles, you can do all these different things. And this multiplayer, like everyone's just thrown in there, what sort of stories emerge from that? And of course, they're adding, you know, quests, missions, like actual quest givers and NPCs that, you know, have acting and everything. But people have been very happy to just say, oh, I can actually fly the ship. There's nowhere to fucking go, but I can fly the ship. Oh, now this feature is being added onto ships. Oh, super cool. We don't even have a reason to use that feature, but now that's there. Mm -hmm. And then slowly but surely, as they build out their feature set, people are happy that it's starting to feel like a full game. Mm -hmm. But you can't do that with with Dragon Age or Mass Effect, where the gameplay is interesting. I mean, there's some creative things you can do with, with the feature set, but it's really, here's this narrative, here's this story. And as you're progressing through it in a fairly linear fashion, you know, the combat and the other gameplay is kind of there as a challenge, but it's not, it's not really the main draw. Like getting into those games, like the main draw is not seeing what you can figure out from a gameplay standpoint. It's seeing what you can, how much you care about the characters and what you can figure out from the story choice standpoint. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am suddenly reminded of, um, Animal Crossing, because they have Animal Crossing for better or worse is an emergent gameplay game. Um, there really isn't a story. I guess you can it, it really New Horizons kind of had a story to it, where you like you're supposed to get like KK to your island and blah blah blah. But even that was like nobody gives a shit. Um, it's just it's it's just a it's just a long demo, and they kind of let you go or not demo. Um, when you start a game, they tell you how to play the game. What is that called? Uh, tutorial. Thank you, tutorial. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the the, the word yeah. left me. the The storyline in Animal Crossing is just an extended tutorial. That's all it is. Yeah. Um. But when New Horizons came out, it was missing a lot of features that was just classic to the game. Right now, like uh, they recently announced the two that's going to bring a majority of it back. But right now, it's still missing a lot of things that have been like these mainstays since the very beginning of the Animal Crossing. And at at kind of at the beginning, people thought like, okay, well, you know, it's like one of these games where like here's the here okay here's the here's the bare bones core, and they do updates here and there, and they're going to slowly add things in. And at the very beginning, that's what it does. They had this huge summer update, and things were good. But then I think the pandemic caught up with the Animal Crossing team, and there wasn't a substantial update to the game in almost a year mm-hmm. and people were really piling on animal crossing because of that wow um and it, it like the, the animal crossing drop the, let me tell you there is nothing sadder than like um people getting really upset over animal crossing because like it's like the most happy cheerful kids yeah game. that's what i was gonna say and then you have like grown adults and mostly women just sitting there bitching about like i want all this stuff i want gyroids i want brewster and I'm staring like, bro, do you, bro, do you remember Brewster? Brewster did jack shit. Why do you have a boner about Brewster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got better shit. Like, I believe me, I love Animal Crossing. I'm sitting here surrounded by Animal Crossing stuff. I love it. Um, 
but and, and like I wanted more things added to the game, but why are we getting angry? Like, yeah, yeah, there was a pandemic, guys. They their plan went wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and in a way, I think Animal Crossing did originally intend to do small updates here and there, but maybe it was the fan reaction. I don't know what kind of what happened, but they decided just to completely hold up and stop releasing anything. Like the last update to Animal Crossing was. Um, I think it was like February 2021. Like it's been a while. Um, and it was a very minor one to begin with. So like they just said like, all right, fine. We're not going to release anything. And then we're going to dump a whole bunch of shit on you. And then that's going to be it. We're not touching the game again. Like, this, is, this is apparently the last update. Um, and this is, there. this updates a, a ton of things coming on. So like, I almost feel like Nintendo tried this slow release of content realized it sucks and decided to not do it (laughs) (laughs) and maybe it's pandemic related i'm not quite sure i would love to like be a fly on the wall and then also understand japanese i guess because i'm not i don't i wouldn't be able to understand them even if i was like to be able to fly on a wall and have a little google translate app a little mini fly size google translate (laughs) translate pretty much to like see like what the behind the scenes of for animal crossing was um so yeah, that that's what I would have loved to have, but yeah. So I I feel like Animal Crossing, a AAA game, tried it, didn't work out. Maybe it was pandemic related. I don't know. And like I would be really surprised if N- Nintendo ever does that again, because it seemed to explode in their face from yeah. the fandom's perspective. Because a lot of people are upset. Um, now that being said, as soon as they had like the big update release, everyone was like crawling back, like I'm so sorry, Nintendo, I doubted you. Oh, Papa, Nintendo <laughs> That's how it like, always happens, and it, it always happens that yeah. way, and it lasts for 15 minutes <laughs> before people are mad again. At least, at least that's what I'm thinking of in the case of something like Star Citizen, where when mm. the new patch drops, everyone's happy, and then they start to realize that you know there are new bugs now. They fixed the old ones, and now there are new bugs, mm. and then there people are mm-hmm. incensed about that. Yeah, and I'm sure someone is going to be upset that they never added this furniture series or the Joyroids look different or there's still NPCs missing. Like, I want Blanca back. Like, how on earth would they ever implement Blanca? Because, hey, Blanca was a character in Animal Crossing that um, she originally from, like, the original GameCube game and she would just randomly appear at your island or your, your town and you would draw on her face, you would give her a silly face, and then if you plugged in your friend's cartridge to your game and they took it home, your little silly face would be in their town. So it's kind of cute. How on earth would that work in a day and age <laughs> when you have... you would just, Blanca would just be dick face. Oh, Everyone no. would be getting a dick face Blanca. It just wouldn't work out. Like, Nintendo couldn't... Like, you go... <laughs> Nintendo still has a big problem with their own like database of um, patterns. Like I, I would search. There's a while there I was searching like new patterns released to like their pattern um, mm-hmm. website in the game, and like all the time I'm seeing like Nazi flags and wieners oh, no. and like they, they, like they would disappear pretty fast. And like me being the mom, it's like now this isn't get appropriate. I'm gonna report it because like, hey, look, it's Animal Crossing. We're not gonna do that. But like, it, it, they have it. And if they did anything with Blanca, yeah. Guys, there you are, Nazi McDickface running around on your island. Like it's the- <laughs> Nazi <laughs> it just wouldn't McDick work out. Face. <laughs> but yeah, like this, some things just aren't plausible, or, or, or like they just didn't want to do it, you know. So, people, I guarantee you, give it like six months from now, there's going to be backlash about the new Animal Crossing update, and it's going to be stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And so. it's um it's tough, right? Because it's counterintuitive that more transparency does not always work from the standpoint of consumer satisfaction. Again, I can't yeah. I can't speak to whether or not the developer in any way gets feels like it's good for them. I mean, maybe it's nice to be able to test something with a broader audience than just internal testing or focus groups. Like, I don't know, maybe that is helpful for them. Uh, Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's more pressure. I don't know. But from the consumer standpoint, from the gamer standpoint, I feel like it's one of those things where you slide this button in front of gamers that says transparency on it. Would you like more? And people immediately press that button and then they go, Mm -hmm. God, this frustrates me. I'm frustrated. Now we're getting stuff earlier and earlier and we're sort of peeking behind the curtain to see how Mm -hmm. the sausage is made, so to speak. But then it's not polished or you're figuring out that it's still going to be longer that you have to wait. Like you just Mm. gamers are almost frustrated themselves by demanding to see more and more and more. But for some reason or another, it's not actually satisfying us. Yeah, I, I, I think this is one of those situations where I don't know if you've heard of that saying uh, it was some guy who did cars. But like if I asked people what they wanted, they would just say a faster horse. Henry Ford said that. Yeah. Yeah, that that motherfucker. Like, yeah, he. <laughs> it's it's just people don't know what they want. I I think seeing how games are made, people don't know what they want. I I feel like people play games to like you know have a little bit of escapism in their life from work, school, bad whatever. Um, and when that experience isn't polished and it's just like for funsies, a lot of people get frustrated about that because they only have so many hours in the day, which is why I have not touched Baldur's Gate 3 because right. I want to play it, but I can't, I don't have time to play this game over and over again, you know? True. And I, there are a lot of people that are frustrated by that. And like there, there are, I think, I feel like it's mostly like young kids who have the time. Maybe I'm wrong. Like they're the ones that love it. And then there's the people that like, well, I like transparency, but I don't really have the time to play this game over and over again. This frustrates me. So I feel like majority of people don't actually want transparency, but the loudest people do. And like they, they're not the majority. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, I feel like, yeah, if I was a game designer, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be this transparent because people just bitch and moan and are annoying the entire time. <laughs> like, I, I think a lot of people don't know what they're asking for and they don't actually, yeah. they don't know what to expect. I think what people think they're going to get is some satiation for their desire to just play the finished game. And it's like the mm-hmm. development process is not actually going to go any faster. In fact, it's probably going to yeah. feel like it's going slower if you actually see all the piecemeal yeah. steps that they're doing. Um, oh, yeah. Sometimes it's almost better to just like look the other direction. That's what I'm doing with Baldur's Gate, oddly enough. Like, just keep pretending like it doesn't exist until it's about to be out in a month, <laughs> and then it'll be easier. Yeah, yeah. And like, even then, you might even want to wait until some of the pre the uh, post release patches. Totally you know? right. Totally right. Like there, there were some people that didn't touch Inquisition until after Trespasser, and maybe that was a good move because Trespasser added a lot of things to the base game. Like if you if you played Inquisition after Inquisition was released, um, and like don't know anything about it, like it, the the tinting tinting your armor didn't happen until Trespasser. Yep, that's that's like uh, that's so nece- necessary now. Do you realize the clown armor we were wearing? Uh, for seriously, a year? yeah. <clears throat> um, and, and like they like if you choose an ability, you can choose between A and B, and like the sub ability, but like that wasn't there. That was new. Yeah, absolutely. They also, yeah, you're you're 100% right. I think 
I think it really is a matter of cult. It's a, it's cultivating a certain audience for a certain type of game, right? I'm I'm happy to play an an open development alpha testing game like Star Citizen because it's a sandbox, because there's a mm-hmm. lot of emergent gameplay, because it doesn't have mm-hmm. a linear plot. Meanwhile, I could not want to stay further away from experiencing Baldur's Gate 3 like that. Yep. Like, yep. one of them agree. I love, the other one I'm like, absolutely. And people forget, too, Star Citizen is two things. It's Persistent Universe, which is basically like their MMO. And then it's mm-hmm. Squadron 42, which is, a, which is a game that has a story and voice acting. And Mark Hamill's in it, and Gary Oldman's in it, and Henry Cavill's in it. And they've got all these big actors or whatever. That's not released at all. That's still being developed behind a curtain, more like a traditional release. And then they've got open development for um, mm-hmm. for their sandbox game, which I think is exactly the right thing to do because certain games, I don't want to watch 30 minutes of a movie. You know what I mean? Like, And then be like, well, the rest of it's going to be done later. I just don't. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um. So, yeah. Which I, I do wonder, like, I can't wait, I say sarcastically, because I'm honestly surprised Bioware actually released the um the behind-the-scenes trailer for Dragon Age 4. Like, that Oh, the that most was recent thing. one, yeah. Yeah, the most recent one. Like, um, they showed, like, a fair amount of, like, uh, kind of working game demo that like like it, uh, let's say there there's this one image of like a coming to live rock man like if that never appears everyone's gonna be like uh excuse me what what the fuck was that right and like spider with hands like people love i love spider with sure hands. what if spider with hands doesn't make it into the game yeah. because the little floppy hands are just too weird to work with i'm gonna be sad about that so yeah i mean if solace doesn't make that stupid kissy face somebody's gonna be mad you know what i mean like there's gonna be someone <laughs> out there <laughs> It's like, I want that kissy face. <laughs> you, you know, you're right. There's going to be someone out there who says, oh, it's such a... Maybe even as a joke, but sometimes, like, the jokes, they turn into, like, real, like, reality. And people are like, oh, but I didn't make the kissy face. They, yeah. They're, they're lying about their animation capabilities. I'm like, okay, hold on. <laughs> Guys, calm down. It wasn't that at all. They were just being stupid. You know, like, it's... I don't know. It's a certain it's, type of audience. It, it really is yeah. a certain type of audience. Like if you want to have, you want to be sort of swept off your feet, so to speak, and like caught up in a story and a world and the characters and all that different stuff, avert your eyes kind of a thing. Like I literally, I, I have to stop myself and click the, uh, what what is it on YouTube? Not interested if it tries to show mm. me a Baldur's Gate 3 stream or something. Because I yeah. know if I even watch the cutscenes and watch the gameplay, I'm going to freaking break down and go on Steam and get early access. Like, I don't even <laughs> want to look at the goddamn videos. So, like, avert mm-hmm. your eyes if that's what your expectation is versus mm-hmm. if you're okay with No Man's Sky figuring out where they're at or Fallout 76, which I've heard is doing much better, uh, or Star Citizen or games like that. Okay, fine. Jump in, but jump in knowing that you're going to be playing bugs as much as you are playing a game or you're going to be mm-hmm. experiencing the fact that they don't have all the feature set that they should have most Bioware things I don't think are fit for that, but sadly, I think Anthem could have been. Like, I think Anthem could have could have done, yeah, but could have maybe done that. Maybe, but it, it was... I, obviously, they didn't do it. So someone at EA was like, eh, we're good. 
But um, they were showing those little bits and pieces of like Anthem next, and like I wonder, mm, right? I wonder how that would have gone because like they they eventually set up like their test servers and everything, like public test servers, and like I wonder what would have happened if they would have released Anthem next in like an alpha state, and like look, this is not the official reveal of Anthem next, but like rather than trying to wow you with getting everything right on a release, we're just going to let you see behind the curtain very early on and correct us as we go. And whether or not that would have, how it would have been received. Not saying I know that that would have worked because I, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, but it's just a thought. It's just, I, I'm, I will forever wonder. We'll never know now, but yeah. I mean, maybe in Bioware 50, remember because they have that Bioware 25 book, maybe they'll have a, I don't know, something about Anthem Next, and we will learn more about it. Kind of like they did um, Jade Modern slash Revolver. I don't know if you, you've heard much about that from that book. Uh, uh, well, the book and Mark Dara's, again, we've talked about Mark Dara's um, YouTube channel. Like, it's just incredible. Like, he talked about Corsair, mm. which would have been the Mass Effect DS game. And I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's fantastic. There's so much information that, that he is retrospectively sharing. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for when he gets to Dragon Age stuff because, like, you know, that's what I'm obsessed about and yeah. seeing all the 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 meat and potatoes behind the scenes. Which who knows if he's even allowed to like say I because here's the thing I know there's going to be stories that he's not going to tell like the real juicy dramatic stories and I, those are the ones I want. But the last <laughs> that's not gonna, like he he this this guy this guy saw my video. On um, the terrible IDW comics, and then made a comment saying, "Oh, if I got drunk at a panel and was able to tell the story, I'm like, you can't just say that and not get me so curious of what happened behind the scenes that uh, Orson Scott Card wrote for a comic for Dragon Age, and it was awful." Ah, uh, Katie wants the dirt. I want the dirt. I'm, I'm, I, I, I know myself. I'm, I'm 30 years old now. I get, to, I know myself, um, and I am so nosy. No. <laughs> she wants to gossip. I'm nosy. I am gossipy. I'm a terrible person, but it's my truth, and I'm living in it. And I want to know the the juicy behind the scenes. Oh, <laughs> I don't have to know. share it. Yeah, Mr. Dara, if you ever listen to this, which please don't. No one, someone said it because he doesn't need to know my opinions. But just email me. I just want to know. I promise I'll never tell a soul. I just, I'm curious. <laughs> I just want to know. <laughs> Oh God! Anyway, <clears throat> that's uh, that's my rant about that. Anyway, uh, I can't really think of anything else to say about this topic. Do you have anything else before we wrap it up? I mean, I guess just yeah, wrapping it up. Transparency is something that, I, especially as we get closer, in some sense, we don't even have a release date for Dragon Age Four. Um, but as we get closer, I think that the Bioware community should keep in mind. Right, they're going to start to say. Mm-hmm. We want to see more. They should be showing more. We want more transparency. And you know what? It's almost like sometimes I just feel like you can't win that game. Amazingly, yeah. right? Like as I as I get more into Star Citizen and more into that community, it's like Star Citizen has the most transparency of any video game I think I've ever seen. They do they release official content four times a week. Like there's an hour long wow. dev Q and A every week. Whoa! Wow! I didn't um, know that. Like they they pour stuff out like. We know every, their roadmap is incredibly detailed. We know everything that's coming out before it comes out. And every week there's somebody on the official forums going, they're still not being transparent enough. So, you know, it's like, you can't win that game. And then also I think 
Bioware fans, we have to know ourselves a little bit, right? Which is that it's actually better if we're surprised, I think. For these yes. games and for, for the audience that we are, I think it's going to be a lot better if we're surprised. So as we get closer and closer, um, you know, try and try and exert some some practiced patience and maybe avert your eyes a little bit until the last second. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here's the problem, though, is that when Dragon Age... Okay, everyone listening to this probably... Um, even now and even in a couple of years in the future, probably. Um, and like o- old fans we're, we're like, there's a current, the current Dragon Age community. I feel kind of gets this because we've waited a while. We've seen things. Maybe we're a little bit more experienced in like the gaming community as a whole. But then there's going to be the people who see the trailer and come in and they're new. And we're going to need like a low sodium Dragon Age. You know, like there's going to be the weirdos that come in and then get really possessive over a sword they showed in the demo that isn't You're there. Right. You know? Yep. And I feel like, what do you do about those people? Can you do anything? Do you just have to sit it out and wait? I don't know. Because I don't want to shut them out. Because I'm sure there are f- plenty of fine people in that group. But like. That that like Anthem subreddit was basically unusable <laughs> until remember until. we talked about this on the earlier yeah. episode. All of a sudden, you don't need low sodium Anthem because the regular Anthem subreddit it, became low yeah. sodium. It, and even like um with you know Dragon Dragon Age subreddit was like really busy, and I didn't really wasn't really on it that much. Like when the game came out, and then a couple months afterwards. Then I started getting on there and a lot of people and like I think like a main there was like a good group that were really into Dragon Age and we were there for a while. Um, I kind of stopped using Reddit for well, I'm still sort of on there, whatever. But like I feel like right as the game releases, you just have a whole bunch of like people who want to get into the game, but like this isn't their game and they're very vocal about it. And they're like, can you just leave? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you don't like the game. We got it. Can you just get out of here? Yeah. Like you, you can go get a refund. Goodbye. There's so like, many <laughs> video games. Like there's so, there's so many. many. Like you, why spend any amount of time complaining about a video game on on any platform when you could just go play a different video game? <laughs> I yeah, literally anything. It's this is a whole nother topic. Well, we got to close this yeah. episode, but it, it is yeah. interesting to me that like the more I think about it, fandom. This idea of fandom. It's not for us. Like, it doesn't do anything for us. It does something for publishers. Like, talking Mm -hmm. about things you like with your friends does something for you. That's fun. Mm -hmm. It helps you. But being a part of a fandom, I don't know. I'm starting to think that that's not really for us. Like, it doesn't really benefit the actual fans, which is a weird thing to say, that fandom does not benefit fans. I Well, I think... I think there's a couple different levels of fandom. Again, we're getting this is a whole other topic. <laughs> um, but yeah, all right. Well, let let's end it there. Uh, Jordan, where can the people find you? Um, they can find me on YouTube at the Exalted March. I don't know. Occasionally on Twitter, just so I can throw some shit at people. Not really throw shit at people, but just I tuned in a little bit yesterday. I tweeted something about Baldur's Gate two being on sale. It wasn't too bad. Anyway, at the yeah. Exalted March on YouTube, at the Exalted March on Twitter. Uh, Katie, where can the folks find you? Uh, Gilder Thalen on YouTube and Twitter. Um, and then Gilanon on Reddit, I guess. I check the messages sometimes. I never respond. I'm sorry. I get overwhelmed. I don't know what to say because people send me like 10 pages of words and I get overwhelmed. Anyway, uh, with that, uh, the rest strong.